Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. We're here on a fantastic Focus Friday. And today for Focus Friday, no better time than talking about Good Friday. Um, You know, for me, Good Friday, it's all about remembering that day when Jesus died. And for me, I grew up Catholic, I grew up Christian. Um, I've certainly had my moments where I've drifted away a bit, um, too much for my liking. But at the end of the day, I do believe um, and I do strive to um, be encouraged to just be a better person for the humanity out there. And so today I want to talk to all of you about kind of what that means to me and more specifically a lesson I learned when I was in high school about carrying my cross. Um, And this starts with a story of my grandfather. Um, So my grandfather uh, grew up in Minnesota and been in Minnesota all his life and everything. That's where my mother's from too. And when I was, oh, trying to think, probably ninth grade probably back when I was 14 or so, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And it was fairly late stage, you know. Unfortunately, pancreatic cancer is not detected until it's it's pretty late in the game. Um, He battled. He battled for a long time, and that man was an absolute warrior. I mean, he, he toughed things out. I never heard him complain once. I'm not saying he didn't. I don't know that for sure. But, you know... I haven't directly asked my grandmother about it, his wife, but everybody else in the family, we didn't hear him breathe a word of complaint. He was always just trying to make the absolute best of it. And it was even in fact, so he he raised some horses, and he's always had horses around himself his whole life since he had his own place, his own farm. And he had such a special bond with them and that they knew. They they could tell that he was sick. He'd go outside every once in a while, um, as he could. I mean... Minnesota is not exactly the uh, Florida easy weather for it and with chemo treatments going on you're just so damn cold all the time I mean I can't even imagine that's just what I've heard from him and anyway the, the horses knew they could they could sense when he was just in like a different part of the house because they would move around in their fenced in area just to try and look through that window to see him and they had a connection and there was just there was something where they could tell and, you know, for a while the cancer was in remission. But then about six months later, it came back, and it came back heavy. And after another month or so of chemo, my grandfather just knew, you know, I've battled, I've battled. I'm done with the side effects. I know that it's my time. And so he stopped treatment. And he had about another three or four months of life left after that. Well, I remember going up to Minnesota probably... You know, not knowing exactly when at the time, but big kind of family gathering and everything um, right around the table and, you know, having a nice big meal, enjoying it. And he was, you know, in retrospect, hindsight 2020, he was probably about two months out at that point and was barely eating, could barely hold down any fluids or anything. And it was kind of a summer day and he went outside on the porch, you know, kind of like a big farm porch area. And he was just looking across the road, Um, you know, small, real rural Minnesota where, you know, you might get four cars drive by a day 
Um, so huge change up for him from that's for sure. But he was just out there sitting on his chair. And I remember I walked out there on the porch, just sat on the other bench right across um, or right kind of nearby his side. Didn't say a word, just there. After about 10 minutes of just being there in the silence with him, kind of cool breeze, you know, 65, 70 degrees, got a little bit of sun out. He started talking to me about his childhood, about how he grew up, how he was raised, um, you know, different areas, how he remembered his old farm and everything, all these different childhood stories. And in those times, kind of close to before his passing, um, he became even more spiritually focused. And he's passed down many, many lessons to me. But probably, it's, it's hard to narrow it down to the most important, but probably one of the more important and more impactful ones is he would always tell me that God doesn't give you a cross that you can't handle. And, you know, what, what that means to me and my faith and everything is that these crosses are challenges, they're obstacles, they're things that are put in our lives that are difficult, but it's a sacrifice and it's for the glory of God and his creation and everything around us. And that was a time, you know, I was about 16 then when he did pass. And I, mean, I just remember myself, I was so sad. You know, I've been, I've been so incredibly blessed and fortunate where I've got to know all my grandparents and I've even got to, I was alive and knew four out of my eight great grandparents. And so I've been incredibly, incredibly blessed throughout my life to get to know that kind of lineage and those generations. And yes, I've had great-grandparents pass before, but have my grandfather pass like that when he was such a strong figure for me. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but when I was going through some tough, tough times in 8th grade, ninth grade, 7th grade, all those times where I was mentally struggling heavy, so many people were worried about me and rightfully so I was worried about me but I didn't hear about these stories till after he passed and everything but you know apparently my grandfather he would always say you know that kid's gonna be alright and that's just incredible to me because if I was in his position I don't know with confidence if I could say that or not I know now I could after having those experiences but he saw something in me and I feel so much connection to that man and the things that he taught me about life and the numerous, numerous lessons. But the most important one is that God never gives us a cross that we can't handle. And it was around in that time where, you know, after many, many years of not knowing if I had any, of seeing neurologists and cardiologists, I actually had a pacemaker put in. And it was around that time where I was finally, finally starting to get a slight taste of more than just survival. I mean, because really from 5th grade until 10th grade, I was in pure survival mode. 100% absolutely. And it was just at those times I was starting to get a little taste that there might be something more than just kind of bearing down, hanging on for dear life, and trying to hang on tight for this rough roller coaster ahead, and that's life. And I was tasting that. And... I remember writing my grandfather a letter, a letter that um, my mother, when 
you know, when we had a feel he was pretty close to his death. Um, he's got three kids. My mother, who's a twin with my uncle, and then my aunt, who's their younger sister. And the aunt was out in Minnesota nearby. The uncle was out in Colorado, and my mother was out in New York here. And so they they all flew out. They got they met up and everything. Um, and, you know, my mom was the one who actually suggested that we write him a letter. And it was tough. It was really, really tough. Um, you know, how do you, when, when you know somebody's leaving, and you want to honor their life, and you want to honor the relationship you had with them. I apologize for, no, I don't apologize for getting emotional on this, guys, because that's family, and that's what this is all about. This life is about family, family by blood, and family by choice. And you follow your passions, and you have family, you're set. So the family you choose well, choose them well. And the family that's by blood. It means a ton. And please make the most of it. So I wrote him that letter. And within a few hours of all three of his children getting there, when they were all together with his wife, my grandmother, he passed. He was waiting for them. Absolutely waiting for them. And... I remember I was actually at my other grandparents in New Hampshire at the time. I got a call on my cell phone around 10 o'clock at night. No freaking way I was answering that phone. I knew what it meant. Then it rang again. I was still too stubborn. I knew what it meant. Then the third time I answered. And damn, I never cried myself to sleep like I did that night. I missed him and I still do. He's a brave, brave, simple man, a fighter, a warrior. He taught me how to live. Just like many, many other great people have taught me how to live. And when he was near his death, he said that he'd be able to do more good in heaven, in his work, than he was able to do on earth. And so when we had his funeral at Minnesota, a few months later... And part of the service, I read that letter. (sighs) Damn, this is tough. But this is life. 
And it doesn't let up, no matter how tough you think you are. No matter how much healing you think you've already been through. There's always another step. There's always another place to go. And so I read that letter. Everybody there, including my grandmother at the time. And, you know, I was one of the pallbearers for bringing the casket down at his funeral. At his funeral, they played this song called How Great Thou Art. And if you haven't heard it and you're at all inclined, please, please look it up. How Great Thou Art. And that just brings out a touch of that emotion for me. And it always was, but now it's one of the most beautiful songs. Without a doubt. I'll be honest with you all, I had no clue I was going to get into this stuff when I started talking today. It's just where the mind goes, where the heart goes, where the spirit goes. And I'm not expecting all you out there to necessarily have a faith in the exact religion I do. I just hope you get in touch with your spiritual side. I hope you get in touch with your family. And if you are at all called to a path through God and Jesus, have strength in that. Because we all need it. And so for me, with my grandfather's lesson of God never gives you a cross that you can't handle. That ties in deep down with the message that throughout college that I was formalizing for myself. I don't even know if that's a word, formalizing. But now it is. And that's the message of the wounded healer. Because I've got my battle scars. Mentally, for sure. Physically, I've had my dings up and down. I've got the whole heart and pacemaker thing going. I'm sure there are plenty of others. But as the wounded healer, it's through our greatest weaknesses, those moments that we've had to heal ourselves from, that we have the greatest perspective through and from. It's from those moments that we learn, that we grow. That we have a deep understanding that there is so much more than just what we're doing. There's so much more than what we're capable of in a moment. We are capable of so much. And it's that's what makes the best educators the best. Where they not only got it innately, but they had to work through a process to get there. So that's where our greatest weakness becomes our absolute greatest strength to this idea of being the wounded healer. And that's what I hope to achieve through this medium, through this area of physical therapy. And it's a lifestyle. It's 
a commitment, it's a passion. I couldn't be happier. It's tough. <laughs> it sure is tough. But I could not be any happier. And just yesterday on Holy Thursday, we had a moment of adoration after Mass. And I remember just sitting there, kind of from the moment and thinking through the years, just simply thanking God for his role in my life as I walked along my way. And, you know, every year at a time, I was thinking from when I was five, reflecting on my life, when I was six, when I was seven, eight, nine, ten. Some years as I reflected went by faster than others. I wasn't trying to force the agenda to see where the mind went, both out of thankfulness and things to absolutely work on. And I'm glad I did. From five until now, where I'm 24. I'm glad I did. Because God has carried me. And it is nothing short of a miracle that I'm even still on this earth at this moment. Nothing short of a miracle. And as Einstein once said, you can live one of two ways. You can live as, as if everything is a miracle, or you can live as if nothing is. And now, I'd like to leave you all with a poem that I deeply treasure. This poem is called Footprints in the Sand. Last night, I had a dream. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me, the other to the Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, My son, my precious child, I love you, and I would never leave you. During your times of suffering, when you could see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. And God has carried me a far, far away in this life. Thank you, everybody. Simply not easy.